In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. If you had to sum up the Reformation in one word, what would it be? Just one word. Well, not even really a word. More of a sound. What sound sums up the Reformation? When I teach about the Ten Commandments, students can get very frustrated when they realize that they cannot avoid sin. As you study God's law, you realize it's not just you shall not murder, but you shall not be angry with someone. And so you can struggle against sin, but you are helpless to stop sinning. And when it becomes clear that you sin in your thoughts as well as your words and your deeds, you think... But, but that's not fair. How can I control my thoughts? And you try to justify yourself by making excuses. Well, I, I can't help it. It's, it's just human nature. Mom walks in as Jason is punching his younger, younger brother Zachary in the stomach. And Zachary doubles up and starts to cry, but louder probably than really necessary. And mom looks at Jason accusingly and Jason says... Zachary punched me first. And Jason believes he is perfectly justified in his actions because he has a good excuse. It comes naturally to try to justify yourself, to come up with a good excuse. Folks will come up with a good excuse for missing Sunday worship, and they will cling to that excuse for weeks or months or years. I know I should be coming to church every Sunday, but, but I have a good excuse. Everyone likes a good excuse. A good excuse can justify almost anything. You lose your temper and you scream at someone, but it's justified because that so-and-so really made me mad. You cheat on your test at school, but it's, it's justified because the teacher shouldn't have made the test that hard. You know that intimacy outside of marriage is wrong, but but everybody's doing it. I know I shouldn't do that thing, but it's okay because I have a good excuse. Along with excuses, we like to pretend that you found a loophole in God's law. Honor your father and mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. And you say... I know what the commandments say, but I declare that there is a loophole in that law, so that law does not apply to me. You try to blame others for your sins. It's not my fault. If only my mother had treated me better. If only that person didn't tempt me. It's not my fault. It's their fault. You cannot justify yourself by your excuses or loopholes or by blaming others. In our gospel reading last week, Jesus gives us another failed method of justification. Jesus also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous 
and treated others with contempt. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven. But he beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. The Pharisee seeks to justify himself by talking all about the good things that he does and by thanking God that he is such a good God, especially compared to that tax collector. But you cannot justify yourself by a list of your accomplishments. You cannot justify yourself by comparing yourself to someone else, and it's very tempting to do this. You say, well... I may not be perfect, but I am not as bad as that guy over there. I'm not as bad as those really awful sinners. We learn in our lesson from Romans 3 that the law of God stops every mouth. And the whole world is held accountable to God. You want to make an excuse for your sin? You want to talk about what a good person you are? You want to justify yourself? You have nothing to say to justify yourself. Justification before God does not come from your clever words or thinking. As God says through the psalmist in Psalm 46 verse 10, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that God is God and you are not. You are not in the salvation business. You cannot save yourself. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All have sinned and you are part of all. When you open your mouth to make an excuse or to talk about how good you are, salvation is yours, but not because of you. You are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus whom God put forward as a propitiation and an atoning sacrifice by his blood to be received by faith. You so much want to ask, did I do enough? Did I give enough? Did I pay enough? Are my excuses enough? And God says, shh, be still. And know that I am God. The law of God silences your excuses and hushes your bragging 
and leaves you mute before God. You stand before God in silent weakness. And it is in that stillness you find the peace that passes understanding. It is in that powerless stillness that you find salvation in Jesus. In silent helplessness, you understand what Jesus means when he says, Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. It's not about you. It's about Jesus for you. The peace that is beyond understanding comes from knowing where to look when you're asked, how do you know you're saved? You don't look to yourself because that's not where salvation comes from. You look to Jesus. You look to Jesus' life, death, and resurrection for you. This is what Martin Luther rediscovered in the Reformation. Salvation is not about what you do or give or pay. You cannot buy a piece of paper signed by the Archbishop of Mainz to justify yourself. It's not about what you earn. It's about Jesus for you. And knowing it's about Jesus for you, you can trust that it is true. Jesus confirms his promise to you in the words of absolution. I forgive you all your sins. Jesus confirms his promise to you in the waters of baptism, as we'll see again with little Guinevere at late service. He confirms his promise in his body and blood given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. The Reformation is about repenting of thinking you can save yourself and rejoicing that Jesus is your Savior. So, be still and know that your sins are forgiven by Jesus. In silence, understand the amazing good news. If the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. Amen. And now may the peace of God, the peace that is beyond understanding, keep your hearts and minds in true faith until our Lord Jesus returns in glory. Amen.